because he felt sad. Yeah, I hope you feel like shit, a little tramp. Another word for a tramp. I, I was just going to say, who's the tramp now, trampy? <laughs> who's the tramp now? <laughs> in a world. In a world. In a world. Where tomorrow's blockbusters reign. And yesterday's classics are forgotten. Three women intend to remember. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Millennials at the Movie House, the podcast where your average Janes watch older movies and answer the question we've put to ourselves. Are they still relevant and should we still be watching them today? I'm Betsy. I'm Tracy. And I'm Serena. And today we're talking about The Gold Rush, uh, 1925, written, directed, produced, starring Charlie Chaplin, uh, starring Charlie Chaplin, Max Swain, Tom Murray, and Georgia Hale. For a quick synopsis, I will turn it over to Tracy. Go. She, she just looked at I me and I was like, don't even. <laughs> she was like literally giving me the eyes and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like oh God. Your fear right there. Dude, real fear. The Gold Rush. It is about a prospector going to find his riches. His, his claim. His claim. <laughs> his kind of adventures. He runs into some guys. You know, there's a storm dealing with it. He ends up at one of these popped up towns, sees a girl, falls in love with her. Uh, hilarity ensues. He ends up with the original guy he hooked up with. They go and find all of the gold, become millionaires. Happy ending. The girl comes back. The end. That was a really quick synopsis. I mean, it was, it's a very simple plot. Yeah. And I think a lot of silent movies are on the simpler side. Yeah, uh, because well, because it have... can't be so complex. I mean, I was like leering at the TV the entire time. I didn't want to take my eyes off the screen because I didn't want to miss anything. Yeah, <clears throat> good synopsis, good job. Uh, so, in general, what did everyone think of it? I'll go first since Tracy's sipping her mermaid tea. Uh, I actually really liked it. I had low hopes, not to say not you know my my expectations. It has to be a good silent film to keep your attention, right? Yes. I loved it. Good. I loved and the music. It was it was kind of calming and funny, and it went well. It paired perfectly with the scenes, mm-hmm. and they did throw in some flashcard, you know, wording to kind of keep us afloat mm-hmm. with the. I yes, I also film. really liked the music. I thought there were parts that were a bit long. Yes. Some of the scenes. Some of the scenes mm-hmm. that they could have like, shortened up a little bit. Like dragged on a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we have talked in the past about pacing with things. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes to just the time and what was expected in a movie. Mm-hmm. But other than that, general, it was good. Yeah. yeah. That scene with the house on the cliff, that was a long scene. It, well, I kind of liked that but one, But it was though. funny. But yes, there were it some scenes. It was funny, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, the dance scene. The Monte yeah. Carlo Hall scenes tended to go very long to yeah. me, yeah. The music, I should point out, it's the original sheet music that came with the movie. So we watched the original 1925 cut of it, remastered. Uh, there's a 1942 cut, which apparently is different. And then there was a 2012 Criterion cut, which is, I think, they tried to bring it back to the original 25 cut a little bit more. Uh, but this was, yeah, this was kind of on the original side. So this was everyone's first silent film? Yes. This was everyone's first Charlie Chaplin? Yes. Also yes. Oh, wow. Did he have any talkies? He did. He held out for a really long time. He didn't want to move into Mm -hmm. talkies, but he did. His first one was The Great Dictator in 1940. Um, And then he kept working, you know, for decades. So 
but he's most known for for doing his silence. I feel like if yeah. not a lot of people know him for the sound films. Yep. Uh, well, let's jump right in then. Dive right in. Let's dive right in. Top of the marquee. What was everyone's favorite part? I had a couple of good parts. They were <laughs> there was no dialogue. I but there were still quotes. There were still quotes. Um, no, but actually, it was any part that literally made me laugh out loud. Yeah. And because sometimes the slapstick is not my go-to type of humor. So when they got me to laugh, I I credit it as, okay, that was a good scene. Yeah. Um, so there were... The bar is set high for you. It is. It is. And there was there were three particular parts. Uh, the first one was the cane through the snow. Real simple. He put his cane down. And because it's Alaska, you know, it's in a blizzard, and he leans on it, and it goes right through the snow. Real simple, but it was one of the first scenes where I was like, okay, that it was his it was mannerism. First, it, it was, was the his, first gag of the movie. It was. And, and I think it was unexpected. Yeah. I so, don't know why, because I feel like it's really tone. obvious, but it did set the tone. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. Uh, the dance scene when his pants were falling down so he grabbed the rope to use as a belt and it ended up being a leash to a dog so that was funny you know you have it was that. funny until it was not but right yeah. yeah and then uh the foot to the face at the very end classic that cracked classic. you up cracked me up and i think you're right you said it was it was sibling humor which i agree with it's one of those like you can't hit my sister but i can hit her type of mm-hmm. type of thing and i've definitely I've kicked you oh, I, oh, many yeah. times. I've kicked my brother just like yeah. that. Like We kick each other so much that at this point we catch each other's feet. That's right. how, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was, that was hilarious. But my favorite, favorite part was when the bad guy grabbed the girl and she did this, cl- and I don't know if it's from this, the classic, no, don't grab me. I think it's from Silent it's Film. It's Silent It's the pantomime. Yes. That's, that's the it's style that, of No, acting. don't leave me alone. Like, it's leave me alone. so dramatic. Yeah. So ex- um, over-exaggerated. Yes. Yeah. And it's the exact moment in Singing with the Rain where she goes, no, no, no. Yes, yes. 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 So it's that. That's, yeah. I forgot that. That was actually my, because it was like, okay, yes, here's the iconic yeah. silent film that, you know, I resonate with. Mm-hmm. I want to rewatch that. Singing, Singing in the Rain? Yeah. Now that you have a something to compare. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. I mean, it, I liked that one a lot. You could also watch... This is my top four. You could also watch... We were talking about this before. The 1992 biopic of Charlie Chaplin. Um, oh, yeah. Because that's that kind of shows people talking and doing their thing yeah. while filming these scenes yeah. that you see in silent films. And it's Robert Downey Jr. Uh, yeah. Uh, Serena. Um, your favorite part. Um, okay. <clears throat> oh, favorite part. Favorite part. Huh. Okay. So I literally only wrote it down. I thought you was a chicken. <laughs> she actually big grabbed G- a quote from it. <laughs> she That's did. The, I did. I the big gym yeah. I before I really before the character de- character development came through, I was like, who is this big lug anyways? And then the quote of him like being starving and eyeballing um Chaplin uh, and he becomes this beautiful, intricate, you know, piece of ch- not piece of chicken. That was like, that was full chicken costume. That was a heck of yeah. a costume. And then and the head tilts were like very chicken like. Yeah. yeah, and the way he was walking too, which I also think he walked like that regular. <laughs> yes, 
But Big Jim was literally starving. They were held up in this house in a snowstorm, and he starts, like, hallucinating. You can see his eyes go wide, and he's like... He did a good crazy eye. Yeah. Mm. And the quote, I literally pictured his voice saying it. Like, yeah. I I pictured him be. I thought you was a chicken! I imagine him <laughs> to have the voice of, um... Like a big burly... Uh, Rudolph, um... Yukon Cornelius. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not Rudolph, but Yukon Cornelius. Okay. I, start, I was like starting to think of Rudolph's voice. Right. So I, like, I thought you was a chicken. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so random that you would pick this Yukon cartoon. Cornelius. Of course. Okay. All right. That That's acceptable. You did also compare him to uh, Brutus. Brutus. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. Bluto or I know, because I was getting. Oh, was it Bluto? It's, it used to be. It was once Bluto, and then they changed it to Brutus, oh. I guess. From I think Popeye. I remember that name, the Bluto. Mm. Yeah. I did. I was getting Popeye vibes. I mm. think it's a slapstick. Anything slapstick, kind of. Right, which we were talking about is sla- slapstick is such a iconic part of cartoons. Yeah, because I feel like when people think of slapstick, Tasmanian they think devil, of um, like they think of three, the three stooges. stooges. Yeah, which I don't like that type of slapstick. And I think the big difference is self detrimental versus hurting somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because Chaplin, it's all on himself. He's yeah. doing all the slapstick on himself for himself. And Three Stooges, it's uh, hitting other people and all that stuff. So I think that there's a difference there. There's slapstick, you think of like violence almost, like a funny Mm, violence. But there's more to it than that. There's there's other things. There's prank falls and there's like, yeah, there's... This, all of the physical things, with the exception of the ladder fall, he did, he physically did himself from the handstand to the... Like the oh, moonwalk yeah. thing he did to the climbing, they were like physically able to do. Mm-hmm. That is funny to me mm-hmm. because it's real situation. Today's physical comedy is mixed in with the CGI, mm-hmm. which I do not like. The ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right. I'm, I'm, I just people are gonna know what I do and do not like. Lizard in the mouth. <laughs> Lizard in the mouth. <laughs> I mean, he was Day Lewis, lizard in the mouth. <laughs> We're gonna have our own code. <laughs> All right, let me All adjust right. the. Um, okay, go ahead. My favorite part. Oh yeah, we have around. Okay, back, yeah. Okay. Uh, That's what was your favorite part? Thanks. Uh, my Thanks favorite part was actually also a quote. It's everything but Georgia, and I don't know why necessarily. It was just a very little intertitle, and the idea was that Chaplin had everything except Georgia. Everything but Georgia. He became and, a millionaire. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I, when I initially saw this, I saw this in like film school like d- a decade ago. That was what stuck with me. That one line, I really thought that was very sweet. And mm-hmm. it kind of summed up his character in a nutshell. I always really appreciated that line. I'm glad I Do didn't get that Do you need to take chair. your chair away? <laughs> stand, you are going to stand for the rest of this podcast. We're going to need to tell her, Mike. <laughs> Um, my other favorite part, obviously, was the dinner roll scene. I think that's iconic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Had you guys ever seen a reference to that or seen no. that clip before? Okay. No. I thought oh, they were potatoes, no. so definitely no. <laughs> what I was thinking of is when he was eating the boot. The boot. That's a famous um, part, too. I haven't seen that, but I have seen a clip. I believe it was Buster Keaton mm-hmm. who's eating spaghetti. 
Yes. And he has to like cut it with scissors and he's having issues. With, and all I could think of is I, I forgot about that. And then when I saw him eating the shoelace, I was like, oh, wait, I thought this was, I couldn't like, anyway, that's all. Oh, Not that, and I've, I haven't seen a Buster Keaton movie either. I've just seen clips mm-hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to decide between a Buster Keaton and uh, Charlie Chaplin. And then I wanted to like screw everybody over and just go with like a Harold Lloyd because nobody remembers him. But no, we want to leave with Chaplin. I'm sorry. The only reason I know that is because isn't Zoidberg's uncle named Harold, who is a silent film star? Is is it? I'm like, <laughs> now I have to Google it. I love Yeah, actually- Harold Zoid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Oh my god. Pause. My favorite. Dr. Zoidberg informs the crew that his uncle, Harold Zoid, was the star in the silent hologram error. So yes, I know who you're talking Good about. Good job. Thank you, Futurama. <laughs> Everything you need to know, you learn from TV and movies. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Guys, I I've think, learned so much in the last like six months alone. I think the only reason my brother passed History B was because of South Park. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, all right. That's fair. Hey, you know? Anyway, you can get the information. Yeah. Um, all right. Ladies, please remove your hats and silence your cell phones. Aspect... <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. She ironically did not turn, silence herself. I didn't turn, take off my hat. Uh, what What did people have? Woman treatment. Sorry, I had to say it, it was the only thing I had. Yeah, it, was, it was. Yeah. That's the weird, like, come here and kiss me, lady. But like, he didn't have a voice because it was like not a talkie. She kind of held her own though. She but did. She did. She slapped him straight across the face multiple times. So oh, throughout I the, throughout the movie. Yeah. I recognize that, but you're right. She did hold her own, although he did. She did like write him a love letter and yeah. came crawling back to him or whatever. That but me. it's Alaska, in the middle of nowhere, and he apparently is, you know, the big guy on campus. Right. What I actually didn't like was whenever she was on screen, they would just have Georgia on like the the card, and it's like she doesn't even deserve like words or an introduction to the scene or oh, yeah. acknowledgement that the audience would even remember who she is. It was just like, Oh, and here's Georgia. Here's the girl. Like, I'm surprised it wasn't just girl. I agree with you. Yes. He, she, she had flowers. She had a flower. She had a, a, a little embellishment and that was her. That was her thing. Right. She was a flower, not a person. Yeah. I mean, I will give her credit. She was fighting back and she had a change of heart and she did have a redeeming quality. She had all of those things. It was just, I thought it was weird. It was just like, Georgia. Mm. I don't know. Mm. You're right. Like, they, they had to constantly label her because the assumption that was that you wouldn't recognize her. That said, the, all the girls did look alike. That was true. <laughs> they all had the exact same fur hat. And fur and, coat. And, and fur yeah. coat. A lot of fur in this. Yep, a lot of fur in this. Speaking of, but not really. The, the animals always, whenever an yep. animal is on screen in an older movie, I'm like, I'm a little tense because yeah. you know that they don't have the same rules that we right, do now. Right. So. They had, they've had a cat, a couple dogs, a bear. Mm. Yeah. It, which was fine. And nothing, there was only the one kick. There was one kick and then that yeah. was it. Um, well, and then they literally threw a cat on screen. It got scared and ran and the dog chased after it. Oh, they, they threw it? I mean, I, I I didn't realize it was part of like the scene yet, and I was like, "Where did this cat come from?" Yeah. Like, it literally like just flew onto screen. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. Right. <laughs> I was just scared someone was gonna eat the dog, and it disappeared in 
You never saw it again. Not at that part, but oh. the second part. He kind of died with his master, I think. Right. Oh, no. Or they were like, and this is too hard. <laughs> Let's just send the dog home. <laughs> oh, no, the dog. If I had written this, he would have been back at the cabin when the guys came back. Yes. That's what yes. I would have done. And then he also should have gotten a top hat at the end. When, when and lives with it. the millionaires and gets exactly. fed like, you know. Yeah, has its own little. That's He gets like fed like my... steaks every night. Aspects. Let's talk about aspects that did age well. Anybody got anything? The humor. The humor. Yeah, held up. We, we were laughing out loud mm-hmm. at several parts. Mm-hmm. I will say at the, at the end of the day, it's a love story. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's the case with most of Chaplin's movies is, is it's a love story first and foremost. And they did follow the classic story structure of a love story in the sense that she had to prove that she loved him before she found out he was rich. Yep. <laughs> Which is yeah. definitely like you have to kind of I think do it was that. I think it was creative how they had him switch into his mining clothes for a picture for the paper or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he just happens to fall onto backwards onto a spot on a ship where his love boo. Yeah. His boo. His bay. His bay was pining away for you know all her petals fell did off. we did we have an explanation as to why she was on the ship they were all I, I thought they were all coming back from alaska she could have just been i mean i know at one point during the dance scene she's like i'm bored with this true so she could have just been over mm-hmm. winter oh and the guy kind of like poo-pooed her oh her yeah note, so maybe yeah. she was like all right well i'm done i'm done yeah, yeah. okay I, going off of that uh a love story type thing. This was the good guy wins in the end. And there was that bad boyfriend. So my favorite quote was when Betsy said, I think Serena, you said, Oh, is the bad guy going to win? Why is she back with this loser? Cause the asshole always wins. Is that true? No, I feel like it is. I mean, at the end of act two, yes. Yeah, so always wins. Yeah, I that's put how that notes. works. I put that in my notes. Good guy gets the girl in the end. Yeah. Um, I was so like blown away that she forgave the, you know, piece of crap guy who was mm. like, "Come here and kiss me." Uh, going back to aspects that didn't did not age well. I figured that there would be an issue in terms of ability to look away from the screen. There was. Because oh. There was. We watched... I couldn't take any notes because yeah. I was like, I cannot take my eyes off this TV. Right. I'm going to miss. And actually, there was a couple of times I looked down to, to write a note and I missed something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the cane and the snow thing or, and I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And we're very, our generation is very much multitaskers. We're able yes. to look at multiple screens and focus on different things while still watching a movie. And you really can't do that with a silent movie. You had mentioned this before we started watching it and I was was like, well, no, we're pretty good at paying attention. And you made the point of saying, yes, but, and we do go on our phones, but it usually is related to the movie. It's always looking up like a character or. Or like, oh, what's this music? Like like there was a point where you wanted to look up the music. Exactly. So we, and you're right, we're multitasking. And usually with the movie, you can handle with what's going on because you can hear what's going on yeah it's so dialogue driven most movies are so dialogue driven that you can still follow what's happening yeah the visuals are almost secondary and you're right this was no you couldn't do that yeah 
So. I feel like we had the same conversation way in the beginning when you showed us like, Captain Blood. Yes. And I was like, it really relied on the physical aspect mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. I think that it also speaks towards why modern audiences have issues watching foreign films. Yes. Because it's also, you have to be paying attention. You have to be watching the screen for the dialogue is in subtitles. Mm-hmm. Unless you watch it dubbed, which I refuse to do. Like, no. Yes, so. yes, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> so I think that it's actually, I think a lot of people lump old movies and foreign films together because I because that you have the Their same amount of problems. Yep. You have to have all attention on the screen. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate because you're missing out on a lot of really good movies. Like, if I were to try and watch a silent film at the house, at my house, with a wild pit and that's why a I, distractible yeah, that's why band. I like. Sorry, I no, it's okay. No, that's okay. I'm just like with all the distractions, there's no way. Like at work, at home, there's no way I could watch a silent film. Right. That's why I like audiobooks because I have to be doing something else. I'm doing the dishes. I am cleaning up. I'm going to do the laundry. I'm going to like, so, but I, so I can't sit down and read because that is one thing and I have to be doing 10. Mm -hmm. All that said, same here. Sorry. All that said, I think we are coming back around unknowingly to silent films when you're on Facebook or Instagram or whatever and you watch a little movie and you don't have, you haven't clicked the sound button and suddenly you're watching something with no audio. And I think that a lot of, uh, it's mostly marketing, mostly ads, but I think that they've started tailoring to that type of audience. They've started using more physical or visual cues Hmm. for that reason. Especially if you're laying in bed, not that I do this, and someone next to you is passed out cold. Never do that. And I'm like, oh, better have this on mute Mm because I don't want like one of those obnoxious videos when you scroll down, it's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, not interested in that. Yeah. So and just so, like yeah. gifts alone are just the. Oh yeah, that's right, true. Right. That's true. So Good point. Next time when you're sitting in bed trying to fall asleep, watch a sh- uh, silent short instead. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Uh huh. Bessie's here. Call out. <laughs> <laughs> You've been called out. <laughs> Wait a minute. There it is. Aspects. <laughs> How has this movie influenced modern movies? So, obviously, I showed you guys a clip of Benny and June. Johnny Depp's character in that kind of idolizes uh, Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin and, you know, those types of silent film actors. And he does the dinner roll scene. So, that was obvious homage. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Serena and to Tracy's chair for that. This episode brought to you by the creaking of the comfy chair. (laughs) Uh, anything else? Did anything else pop out? Um, I have, obviously, Singing in the Rain. I thought of Singing in the Rain not just because it was a silent movie, but specifically the music. Specifically, one of the songs in there reminded me of the piano player while they were shooting the Dancing Cavalier. Whatever it oh, was. yes. It okay. reminded me. Like, all of a sudden, it was, I was right there back watching it. So yeah. I was like, okay, here we go. I can see now the transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It did remind me of the Wizard of Oz, um, which the house, yeah, the house mm-hmm. scene, which I believe Betsy was it you or Trace that said it was fourteen years later that Wizard of Oz was mm-hmm. um, made. Which, the the wind blowing it 
the winter wind or whatever the storm blowing it. Oh, I see what you yeah, mean. Like yeah, like the Wizard of Oz. It was an homage. It even looked from the it. same house. Like it the did same, yeah. look like the same everything. house. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. What Tracy? What were you gonna say? Go. So it wasn't so much a uh, modern movie, but it was Serena. You had mentioned Ben and Jerry. It was the, Tom and Jerry. Shit. Yeah. That's the ice cream. <laughs> I was going to say, I just got hungry. <laughs> ben and Jerry, what did she say? Uh, Serena, you had mentioned Tom and Jerry, and any any cartoon was is very physical comedy because it's a simple plot line, and children watch that. They could, or I'm thinking, okay. Well, and this there's is, no insurance problems with actors getting hurt while that they're is, doing physical. That is, that's true. <laughs> Um, this is our gen. This is Looney Tunes, Looney our generation. Yeah, Looney generation Tunes. Thank you. I was trying to think. I'm like, what cartoons? Is the- I think they're very much more complicated and learning type thing. Cartoons today. Yosemite like, Sam. Yeah, like those things. Like Bugs Bunny um, yeah. was very physical yeah. comedy. I always think of um, Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit. The opening scene with the baby, and it's like, it's so extreme. It's like the next step to the physical comedy. Anyway, sorry. Yes. It also reminded me heavily of a graphic novel hmm. where you have these pictures, an entire scene, and you imagine what's going on and what they're thinking and what else is going on. And yes, they'll have a, like a word bubble, but you'll have a sentence or a action or a thought and that's it, where that was the same with this. You'd have the... Uh, in the silent movie, you would have, occasionally you would have a dialogue to direct where they were going, but everything else, even some of their chit chat, you could just assume what they were saying. Mm -hmm. And that's very much in a graphic novel and how it's very visual and it's the imagination part of it. Uh, it, going back to pacing that actually, I feel like there were a lot of shots that our brains were like, okay, oh my God, get move on from this shot. It's lingering for so long. But like a graphic novel, you're taking in so much more information than you normally would in a modern day movie because they assume that you're just going to pick up the information you need. And it's not until like the fifth or sixth you know, time watching it that you're like, oh, what's that random thing in the background? Here, you are lingering on the same shot with the same information for several seconds. So you have the time to look at the whole scene. It's a different way of watching a movie. Mm. But, but if I, it goes back to, yeah, what I was saying with the graphic, where right, exactly. you have to look at everything and you're supposed to notice right. everything And I there. wonder if we had gone into it thinking, thinking of it more like a graphic novel, I wonder if the pacing may have worked a little bit better because you are expected to see the whole scene. Yeah. Hmm. Are there any other aspects that remind us of modern movies? It's just, that's such a broad question. I feel like the comedy just... And Charlie Chaplin in general, I think he just informs so much of modern comedy. It's well, I was gonna say like, well, now that you mentioned it, the Penguin, yes, from Batman, yes, like very similar. The goofy walk, big yeah. shoes and the kind of the pimp walk slash pimp. <laughs> the pimp walk, you know. It was no, the no. Pain. Big Jim is the pimp. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> actually, he had uh, yeah, full body fur coat. Also, can we call out um? Black Larson, the guy who looks oh, yeah. like he could be like a modern actor today. I don't know what it was. It must have been the hair. It must have been his hairstyle. And it was his Facial. face. He looked yeah. like, uh, I even shouted out that he looked like the most interesting man in the world. Yes. What yeah. does he look like? Does anyone have a picture of that? Because the I. Most interesting man in the world? I was. He retired. He also looked a little bit like um, Sam. Oh, shit. What's his name? Is it the guy from the ranch? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let me see the picture of the ranch guy and let me see a picture of who you're talking about because I there was something about Sam him that Elliot. was Elliot. Sam Elliot. There was something very familiar about him, his face. Yeah, it's weird. Every now and then when I'm watching a silent movie, on the rarest of occasion, there's somebody who just pops that you're like, wow, he like he looks real. Not that no that not that everybody else do, don't look real, but they look dated. They look like they belong. Big the Jim looked like a cartoon. Right. That's who we were relating him to. Whereas yeah. this guy, if you placed him in a modern drama, yeah. I would believe it. Right. Right. He had, you know what I'm, I'm thinking? Maybe it's because he had facial hair, so he wasn't like powdered white mm-hmm. like Charlie Chaplin was. Yep. Blingly yep. with the the lack of eyeliner. makeup, yep. the the neutral hairstyle, the mm-hmm. neutral clothes. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. He had maybe it was Richard Gere that I'm thinking of. I also thought when Big Jim and Charlie were interacting with him, they were over exaggerated, and he was just reacting like realistically mm. i feel like it was almost like he wasn't an actor yeah yeah we're surprising ourselves a yeah. lot with this mm-hmm. <laughs> all right note roundup everybody i we talked about physical comedy i have that here mm-hmm. i have the transitions i thought were very well done for what they had so serena was talking about the chicken and the transition was charlie is turning into a chicken and vice versa. It was well done. It was well done. It was was like a mirage. Yeah. And they did it well. And they also have the effects with the house when it was, they, they must've had it on some sort of lift, a mechanism to, to tip it. And when the, with they, with the storm that was like moving, they, they did well. Mm Mm-hmm. It was Agreed. realistic. Mm. It wasn't I mean, like t- there was a couple of like little smidget and like cheesy. Yeah, like over clips. the top a little bit, but I will forgive that all. They did a great job because for nineteen twenty five, so yeah. much of it had to be practical effects. Yeah, that it was. Yeah, they we were always impressed by practical yep. effects these days. I have to. We've got to talk about CGI because I always shit on it, and it's just when it's done badly. That's all. Right, but it and it's so overdone. Yeah. less is more. Yeah, and they nobody realizes that. I know it's a whole thing. Yeah, let's talk. Let's go back to the music for a second because they this particular version we had a single pianist using the music that was provided from the movie, and I thought it was so effective mm-hmm. because it kind of it was. I don't like watching silent films with like full orchestration and whatnot because that's not that wasn't what the experience was in the nineteen twenties. Mm-hmm. All you had was was a pianist, maybe a violinist, sitting in the theater with you to do the music. So. I appreciated that they did it this way. Oh, a lot of the songs were familiar songs. Or some of the songs, at least. Yeah, there were at least two of them where we were humming along and we were like, why do we we know know this? this? It's classic, classic Mm. music. And I don't think, well, I guess I don't really know if it was made famous from this. No, all of those, like, because we called out Locke Lomond and then we called out, there was another song that we were like, oh, we know this. Well, They're Old Lang Syne. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to say that but, before. Um, those are all like old folk, folk mus- songs. songs. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure that part of the reason why they picked them because players already know those songs mm-hmm. and they're easy fillers. Mm-hmm. So I'll take the high road and Tracy takes the low. <laughs> well, and okay. well, like even like us as the audience, we got excited because we knew that. So I'm sure the people watching the movies yeah. would be like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm into this. I, you know, I've heard this before. Um, are we still on notes? Yep. Yes. Go ahead. 
I have, thanks to Betsy reminding me that my thoughts should be jotted down. Write that down. I Write that down. Um, the introduction card, I guess you would, of someone being introduced onto the scene, Georgia. Mm-hmm. They had a little flower. One time it was on the left, one time it was on the right, whatever. The Towards the end of the movie, um, it was more like petals lining to it like leading it was, to a flower it was like a flower almost like i don't know i guess you pointed out like the dying flower um or like she was picking off petals like he loves me loves me not kind of thing well there's, i don't know why i noticed it it mm. just stood out to me i was like ooh, no no that was totally, yeah, like i didn't, I didn't notice, notice it, it yeah and, yeah but there's there's a term for girls who are past their prime it's past their bloom so i thought that that's what it was referring it to. probably is <laughs> but then i was thinking he loves me he loves me not which i also like um, and then I have good guy gets the girl in the end. Good guy gets the girl. Good guy <laughs> gets the girl. I would like to make a final note. Mm-hmm. Is this our final note? I think so. Yes. That this movie we actually rented from a movie store. We, did. we went to a they movie still store. Exist, to, yeah. Guys. Uh, we found one and we wanted to. We were going to watch this movie, Bets. You said you had picked this movie, but we wanted to watch the 1925 version. I do own the 1942 version, but I didn't want to deal with the changes in that. So I wanted the, ideally I wanted the Criterion Collection, but this was good too. Anyway, point being, we went to a video rental place that Tracy has discovered. Yes. It was not Blockbuster because those are no longer. No. This is a uh, shout out to Video Signals in Maynard, Massachusetts. Yep. Oh my God. Video Signals used to be in Framingham too. They, it is a art studio slash used bookstore slash it has a ton of movies ton to rent. A ton of movies. So super cool. Yep. I'm very Our new excited. Place. Yep. Okay. So the martini shot. Wait. Would you recommend it? Tracy. Okay. Yes. I would recommend people watching a silent movie for to try it out because I think it was fun. It was different. However, uh, that's the only silent movie I've seen. So I feel like I should watch a couple more so I could recommend the best one or the one I like the best to whomever I'm recommended it to. That's so there's fair. a couple of caveats, but yes, I did enjoy it. I did like the silent movie. I think everybody should experience it once mm-hmm. at least, if mm-hmm. not more. Serena. That pressure's on. <laughs> I wrote, yes, great relaxing music. Yes. Um, I always, for some reason, have Matt in mind with these things. I'm like, who could I even recommend this to? Like, he'll be asleep in five minutes into the movie, but it's fine because he's going to have great dreams because of this beautiful <laughs> music. Um, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it. I think there were parts that kind of a little bit dragged. Mm-hmm. But all in all, I would recommend it. I feel like people people nowadays, like, don't they don't have the appreciation for how far we've come mm-hmm. with movies and film. So right, this right. could maybe shine a little light on, Hey, you know, this wasn't that long ago. I mean, yeah. it was 1925 was a hike, but right. It was, it was 95 years ago, but it was only 95 years ago. Yeah. When you think about it in the grand That's scheme of not things. not that yeah. long. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Going off what you said, Serena, I, if I had already seen this movie and I knew the plot line, I almost feel like it's good background noise mm. where 
Well, it's it's yeah, nice music. music or whatever, you know, kind of fun. It doesn't really have a break in music. Mm-hmm. It just keeps going. It's continuous. And you can because stop for a few minutes and yeah, watch a scene and then move exactly. on. Exactly. It, because it has those little different scenes and it, every scene has like a different slapstick mini plot, Bit, yeah. you could stop, watch it for a little bit, keep doing what you were doing. So you could multitask with it if you didn't mind not having the overarching plot but that was yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, the thing is now that i've seen it i wouldn't be like so eyes glued to the tv having to pay attention to see what happens next the music could almost tell you what's happening mm-hmm. if you've seen it before yeah mm-hmm. so if i'm like meal prepping at the same time as it's on mm-hmm. you have the dramatic music and then you have <laughs> da, 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 like happy <laughs> and then you have like the bits of sadness and it's just like relaxing classical like piano Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. i i enjoyed it i actually feel like i enjoyed it a big part of why i enjoyed it was because of the music i enjoyed yeah good yeah um i i of course recommend it because i have recommended it to this just now Uh, (laughs) i was gonna say is currently but i think you're right it's it's a different watching experience you have to be prepared to set aside the time it is an hour and a half long it is the full-length movie Mm -hmm. it's a long movie so Mm -hmm. uh you have to be prepared and understand that you're not going into a, a movie as you know it today mm-hmm. and then you'll enjoy it it's a it's a moving graphic novel i like i like how we came across that yeah. analogy yeah. <laughs> sticking to it yeah i like that too yeah. and, and kind of didn't pick i didn't i didn't look at it that way until you brought it up and i'm like now that you've brought it up it makes perfect sense like you get to take it, everything in yeah it, it, it made me think of it because I, I've said on this podcast, I don't know how many times that I like the dialogue driven things. And even mm-hmm. I say to you for books, I like dialogue driven mm-hmm. yet. I also read comic books mm-hmm. and I like that. Although my caveat for a, a comic book is I have to enjoy the visuals. Right. If I, if you're an artist that I don't like, mm-hmm. I, I don't care what else is going on. I don't like that comic book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one more note. If you do want to experience a silent film for the first time, check out your uh, local art house type cinemas. Uh, a lot of places will do a silent film with a live accompaniment, Ooh. and that is that is the coolest way to experience a silent film. So I think that's just about it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. We'll be posting what our next movie will be on Twitter tomorrow. So head on over there and hit that follow button. You can also find us on Instagram. Our handle for both is at the movie Millies. To find more great episodes, head on over to our website, www.millennialsatthemoviehouse.com. So until next time, we're millennials, and we'll see you at the movie house.